71, Saved by the Bell. dating record, okay? She dated Dan Remick, who's had a six-pack since, like, kindergarten. Jason Stone, who looks like fucking Zach Morris. And Matt Muir! Matt Muir! He's the sweetest guy ever! Have you ever stared into his eyes? It was, like, the first time I heard the Beatles. Hello, and welcome to episode 71 of Two Geeks, Two Beers, with me, Tom, and my fellow high school nerd desperate for the attention of Kelly Kapowski. It's Morgan Jeffrey. That is, that is very true. Um, this time I'm taking the reins and taking us back to the early to mid-90s once more um, to a TV show that truly affected any youth between the ages of, I'd say, 8 to 16 back in those days, Saved by the Bell. Um, so I'd say for an eight-year-old kid as I was back in in the UK, back in 1994, Saved by the Bell was kind of like the only window into what the, like, the world of being a cool kid at high school was like. <laughs> But for kids like us, it was the yeah. only chance we had to experience what it was like to be cool at school, yeah. No, because this was before, we, we were in high school yet at this point, so we were like first or secondary school, and so you're looking, the idea of high school was like a million years away at that point, mm. so you'd look at Saved by the Bell and go, oh hello, that sounds exciting, what's this like? <laughs> That's what my life will be like, I'll be like Zach Morris or Slater. <laughs> exactly. Um, before, you know, I'd watched like Grease, obviously <laughs> 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 it's the 50s, and then like Grange Hill, and that didn't really cut it. Um, so when I watched uh, Saved by the Bell, it kind of gave this glamorous image of um, what life might be like in the, in those few years in the future, um, going going to like a big school and hanging out with my mates and all that. Um, and, you know, hoping that you'd be more like Zach than Screech. Uh, but yeah, so your thoughts on Saved by the Bell, your memories? Uh, yeah, no, it was a very, uh, like you, it was a very big series in my childhood. Um, great escapist TV, that kind of glossy... American experience of high school. Kelly Kapowski, who you've already referenced. Uh, I'm, And I thought about this. I'm pretty sure was the first woman I was ever attracted to. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that you were aware of being attracted to. Yeah. yeah, so like like you kind of had like strange feelings um, yeah. towards the opposite sex. Didn't really when, understand it. Yeah, when you were younger, you kind of liked girls, but you weren't really sure why. We but, didn't have like, we didn't have like, um you know facebook or instagram or tiktok or anything like that then. so the, the first thing we had was like saved by the bell yeah we didn't have none of your instagram or your tiktok do you know what we had step back bell um no. and back and grow <laughs> no so and, and and i think i may have mentioned this in a previous episode at some point and if i haven't i'm gonna regret doing it now but my i i, I did definitely have a crush on uh, on the cartoon character um what was she called from chippendale's oh, Gadget from yeah. Chippendale's Rescue Rangers, um, who was a, a mouse, but an anthropomorphic mouse. Um, but I think the first real human female that I properly had a crush on was Kelly yeah. Kapowski in Saved by the Bell. Yeah, I'd go along with that. And I think I had such bad self-esteem. I've said this in a previous episode where that I would never really consider myself to be Batman. I'd be like Robin or whatever. And it's the same with this. Like I, I never thought of myself, I was obviously not Zach Morris. Obviously it wasn't Zach Morris or even Slater. I was, I had to be Screech because it was the only one, only one left over. But anyway, we'll go into the characters properly in a minute. Do you remember when it was aired in the UK? Because I was trying to work this out. And I couldn't, I'm sure it was like Saturday mornings. I, I feel like it was Saturday mornings, early nineties. Yeah, so it must have been on like Live and Kicking and... Oh, no, I, 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 unlike most of the stuff we talk about on this podcast, I don't feel like it was... Maybe it was part of Live and Kicking. Maybe it was... I, was it ITV? No, I feel... <laughs> such great research goes into this podcast. I know, I, but no, but this is one of those weird things you can't really find out on the internet. Yeah. There's no one that does I, that sort of thing. I feel like... I feel... Maybe Channel 4 even, I don't know. It was... But it was definitely like weekend mornings. Yeah. On a channel, and I feel like it had its own slot. I don't feel like it was part of a wider variety yeah. show. No. Anyway, so in case you didn't know, Saved by the Bell follows a group of high school friends and their principal, uh, primarily focusing on light-hearted comedic situations. It occasionally <laughs> touches on serious, serious social issues such as drug use, driving under the influence, homelessness, remarriage, death, women's rights and environmental issues. Did you say remarriage? Yeah, that's what it says here. <laughs> I think they mean just divorce and marriage <laughs> right. again. But, okay. Yeah. 
Um, it ran for four seasons and 86 episodes from 1989 to 1993, alongside various spin-offs and more, which we'll get on to. So, I forgot that this was the case. I'm sure you know because you're Mr. TV. But Are you going to talk about it, uh, Good Morning, Miss Bliss? I am going to talk about Good Morning, Miss Bliss. So, go. I actually had a strange start to life. So, in 1986... Brandon Tartikoff, then president of NBC, asked Peter Engel to develop the pilot for a new primetime series called Good Morning Miss Bliss. Uh, Tartikoff had been inspired by his sixth grade teacher, Miss Bliss, a real Miss Bliss, and had long wanted to make a show about someone like her. Uh, the series would focus on Miss Carrie Bliss, a recently married sixth grade teacher at the fictional John F. Kennedy Junior High School in Indianapolis. Though Sandy Duncan was originally considered for the main role, the series became a vehicle for former British child star Hayley Mills. The pilot aired on June 11th, 1987, but NBC had decided not to pick up the series even before it was shown. But Tartikoff didn't want to give up on the show and made a deal with the Disney Channel to air 13 episodes of the series in prime time. Um, if the initial order did well, Disney was prepared to order more episodes. Um, but the show was completely retooled after the pilot. Mills was the only person to stay. And uh, Miss Bliss's cast was changed from the sixth grade to the eighth grade and the kids would be the more central anchor of the story. So Good Morning Miss Bliss aired from 1988 to 1989. However, the show failed to pick up a following and did poorly in the ratings. And by the time the last episode aired, Disney had already decided against ordering any more episodes. So if there had, ne if there had never been that reboot from sixth grade to eighth grade, yeah, we, exactly. we, we would never have had Saved by the Bell. No, we wouldn't. Um, so uh, alongside Hayley Mills, you had uh, Dennis Haskins as Mr. Richard Belding. He wasn't the principal then. He was just Mr. Richard Belding. <laughs> Mark Paul Gosselaar, he played uh, Zach Morris in this series, as did Dustin Diamond as Screech and Lark Voorhees as Lisa Turtle. And never show up late without a great excuse. <laughs> Let me guess. Hall terrorists? <laughs> Word travels fast. So, would you like to watch the intro to Good Morning, Miss Bliss? I would love to. I've, 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 despite being a big Saved by the Bell fan, I've never seen any of Good Morning, Miss Bliss. So I'm intrigued. Well, here you go. Quite as catchy as the Say by the Bell theme. Um, so, what happened to the other kids, the ones who didn't carry over into Say by the Bell? Um, well, there was a couple that you obviously couldn't see in there because it's just music, but there was a couple in there. Uh, the best one was this like Urkel looking character who played by uh, T.K. Carter as Milo. He got like a little special mention at the end, like he, he was got the main the, uh, guy. He got the and Anthony Stewart head as Giles of the yeah. Good Morning Miss Bliss opening. Well, he's now, he's 63 years old, so he looked like he was one of the kids in that, but he can't have been, because he's far older than the rest of them. But um, he's still acting, he's in things like, he's been in things like How to Get Away a Murder and Everybody Hates Chris and stuff, you know, um, not not much recently. But, you know, he's still in there, still doing it. And then Max Batimo was one of the main kids in that. He was he had equal billing with Mark Paul Goslar and Dustin Diamond. Um, he is now an Argentine hockey official. Well, he's always he's, well. He's always an Argentine. I don't know why I put that. In there. But he's a he's now a hockey official. So he's like a referee um, in men's hockey in uh, in Argentina. Wow, there you go. So no, sorry, not in Argentina, in, in the US. So um, good on him. Anyway, so Tartikoff felt there had been strong elements to Good Morning Miss Bliss, and he wanted to try the show again. He, he really believed in the franchise. Um, but he thought he'd go for a different time slot and a different approach. Um, the elements featuring the kids were well received, so he wanted to drop Miss Bliss altogether and focus entirely on the teens. 
NBC had been losing um, their audience of like kids from age 10 to 12 at the time. So the idea was to create a live action comedy to air on Saturday mornings, which was at the time in the new idea in, in America. But I'd love that. If you were Hayley Mills, you'd be like, oh, what? I'm the big star. And they're like, yeah. you, all right, you're keeping the kids. Belding. You're keeping Belding, but I'm getting the heave-ho. <laughs> I'm Hayley fucking Mills. Uh, Engel was uh, sceptical of the new format at first and did not want to make children's programming however his wife convinced him that making the show would be a worthwhile endeavour and he soon told Tarskov that he would do the show and it paid off for Engel because this was very much Saved by the Bell was very much the start of the Peter Engel cinematic universe Uh, (laughs) well he went on to create a whole legion of shows in a similar vein so not just Saved by the Bell but also California Dreams. Do you ever watch oh, Amazing. Dreams? Great of show. Course. Which was kind of, sort of like Saved by the Bell, except they, were in, a, they, were, they were in a band. Um, yeah. uh, no, no, oh, they, no. Which one? Oh, I'm thinking of Hang Time. Yeah, no, no, California Dreams was, uh, yeah, I remember. California Did you do Hang Time as well? And he also created Hang oh, Time. Oh, amazing. Oh, and, amazing. And, and City Guys, which I'm not, I'm not so aware of. No. Yeah, California Dreams was like Saved by the Bell with music, and Hang Time was like Saved by the Bell with basketball. Um, but I was particularly fond of, of California Dreams because it had the incredible, again, like said, yeah. the incredible theme tune all about the show's surf dudes with attitude. They were kind of groovy. Surf dudes with attitude, kind of groovy. Laid back moves. Got a lot to thank Pierre Engel for. Yeah, thanks, Pierre. Um, he felt that Indianapolis was not as exciting as a location, so he moved the show to a semi-fictional part of Los Angeles, the Palisades, uh, and the main locations of the show would be the teenager's school, Bayside High, and The Max, a fictional eatery that they frequent. Um, in addition, they would film before a live studio audience, which they didn't before. So the majority of the cast was replaced, and Tartikoff gave a seven-episode commitment for the show. In a meeting with Engel and Tartikoff, a senior producer, Tom Tenowich, suggested, a na- suggested the name Saved by the Bell. Engel hated the name, but Tartikoff <laughs> loved it. Uh, Engel, however, Engel, Engel, he's done very well at this, but he was like, look, I don't want to make the show. I don't want to call it Saved by the Bell. It sounds like he landed on his feet a little bit, Peter Engel. <laughs> however, the name stuck and filming commenced with the first episode, Dancing to the Max, airing on prime time again um, on August 20th, 1989. Dan- so, Dancing to the Max. Couldn't be more nice <laughs> if it try. So you know the theme tune, you know, you well, know, you know the intro. You know, when I wake up in the morning, it's it's the first thing that goes through my head. So there's it's it although, turns although, out that although sorry, having said that, I do know the theme tune, but it's one of those things you think you know the words to, and you actually don't. Oh, yeah. So it's like, it's like and I wake up in the morning, and I wake up on time, and I turn my socks, and I give myself a look, and I say, say by the bell no one actually knows the words but it turns out they must have changed it sort of in the middle of season two or something because i couldn't work out when they changed it but i listened to season one intro and the the voice of it wasn't as good as the one i remember so i'll play you the first one okay what it was originally and see which one you remember and prefer oh, this yeah? is like a mandela effect thing it actually did change it did change oh. yeah so, so here's the first one right when I wake up in the morning and the alarm gives out a warning, I don't think I'll ever make it on time. By the time I grab my books, give myself a look, I'm at the corner just in time to see the bus fly by. It's alright, cause I'm stay by the bed. If the teacher wants a test, I know I'm in a mess, and the dog ate all my homework last night. Riding low in my chair, she won't know that I'm there. If I could hand it in tomorrow, it'll be Dreadful. I know. Nor do I. Because um, this is the one I know and love. The and hopefully this is the one you know as well. Here we go. When I wake up in the morning and the 
talking about that like they they were right to revisit that yeah correct um well the theme song for say by the bell was written by uh composer scott gale against the implicit instructions of engel so <laughs> what what right i've always thought peter engel was amazing because he made Simon the bell and hang time <laughs> and california dreams but actually he was responsible for nothing that's successful about this show <laughs> not the concept not the name not the theme tune he said um Although he had like not been able to keep the show from being called Zay by the Bell, he was determined to prevent the phrase from showing up in the theme tune. <laughs> so he, he gave explicit orders to his team of composers that he would, he would not accept any theme that referenced the title. And then, it, and then it's like, what do you got? Well, I'm Zay by the Bell. <laughs> no, get out. So a week later, he listened to the first four composers, and though they did follow his instructions, the songs were flat and nothing special. Gail then played his song, and though he explicitly violated Engel's instructions, Engel couldn't help but admit that it was the best and perfect for the show. Uh, it is, it is. I, I hate it, but it is good. Uh, Engel would uh, later comment that he was glad Gail had not followed his instructions. Uh, Gail did the music also alongside a bloke called Rich Eames. So I just wanted to um, shout out him because I remember now, I forgot this, at the end of the show, it would say theme music by, and it had Rich Eames. I was like, yes, <laughs> it was really excited, really excited. <laughs> Eames representation going on. Yeah, exactly. You got that, and you've got Tom Hardy in Inception, and that's your lot. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so in casting Good Morning Miss Bliss, Peter Engel knew the success of the show would not hinge on Miss Bliss herself, but on her students. <laughs> but he hated Mark Paul Gosselaar. <laughs> and he didn't want to the show. He particularly thought of one character, Zach Morris, who would be that incorrible kid who would uh, lie to your face, letting you know very well that he's lying, and make you love him for it all the same. It's a running theme in Saber the Bell that Zach Morris is a bit of a prick, really, the entire show. He, he is incorrible. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I hope they'll get away with that one. Um, are you going to bring up later the, the, the fan theory about Zach Morris and, and, how, and how Good Morning Miss Bliss relates to Saved by the Bell? No, go on. So, uh, so apparently, uh, I've never seen Good Morning Miss Bliss, but apparently Zach Morris in that is kind of a nerd. And yet right. in, and yet in uh, Saved by the Bell, he's like the ultimate dude. And yeah. also there are some like continuity issues between the two series. And there's a fan theory going around. I don't know who's making fan theories about this, but there's a, there's a theory that Saved by the Bell is actually the fantasy of the, <laughs> of the child Zach Morris from Good Morning Miss Bliss, who sees himself as like, kind of like we did at the time, as like, uh, it's like his projection of what he could be like if he were a cool teenager. Nice. Well, they should have done that. You remember when, was it, was it New Heart, which ended and, it, and he woke up and he was in his old sitcom? Yeah, they should have done that. Where Zach Morris wakes up, and he's like, "Oh shit!" and he's still and he's in class with Hayley Mills. And <laughs> they, should have, they should have done that, or yeah. or it's like um, the Tommy Westphal universe from St. Elsewhere, <laughs> and, yeah. and, and and young Zach from Good Morning Miss Bliss wakes up, and not only is Saved by the Bell in his head, but also so is California Dreams and Hang Time and City Guys. <laughs> the whole Peter Engel universe is in young Zach Morris's mind. Amazing. Um, so yeah, Engel said that the show couldn't go on without Zach Morris. Um, but he turned out to be one of the most difficult characters to cast. Um, so they finally came across a 14-year-old Mark Paul Gosselaar. This is back in the Good Morning Miss Bliss days. And they were immediately struck by the teen's charisma, charm, and good looks. <laughs> That's what they said. I haven't said it. Um, after a quick read-through, Gosselaar was immediately given the role. So he didn't even really need to do that much after that. After casting Zach Morris, the next character sought after was Morris's nerdy friend, Screech Powers. Um, Gosselaar was asked to read through the script with a number of kids and a second audition was scheduled for finalists. It was Gosselaar himself who insisted that Dustin Diamond was right for the part as he believed Diamond was Screech in real life. <laughs> uh, Is that a compliment? Um, I don't know, yeah. After reading through the script, Diamond was given the part 
although Engel later found out that he had misread his headshot and Diamond was considerably younger than the rest of the cast, a fact that had he been aware, he might have uh, not given him the role. Because if you look in the early days, in the first season in particular, Screech looks like he's like nine years old and the rest of them look quite, <laughs> they look like they could be 16. And he just yeah. like, he looks like one of their little brothers is hanging around, but he's actually meant to be the same age. It's very strange. Uh, Lisa Turtle was originally conceived as a rich Jewish princess from Long Island, spoiled, materialistic and obsessed with shopping. While still casting for the role, actress Lark Voorhees was brought into Engel's office and he immediately knew she was perfect for the role, despite the fact it was meant it meant rewriting the character entirely. Uh, the school principal, Mr. Gerald Gerald Belding, as originally conceived on Good Morning Miss Bliss, was an older, humorless man and was played in the 1987 pilot by character actor Oliver Clark. However, after the show was retooled for the Disney Channel, the character's first name was changed to Richard and he was recast with Dennis Haskins getting the role. I never knew there was a, there was an original Belding. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Belding was rewritten to be significantly younger and to have a much different sense of humour. And he, he, came, he ended up being kind of one of the gang in a weird way, even though he at first was a bit getting in the way and, and like their, their scamps were, you know, you know, ruining his life. He sort of became one of their it came to the crew. Them. Yeah. Hey, 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 what is going on here? So when Good Morning Miss Bliss was retooled as Saved by the Bell, four actors and their respective characters from the original series were brought over to the new series, Gosselaar, Diamond, Voorhees and Haskins. The rest of the cast was fired and uh, Engel sought to replace them with new characters who would complement the old ones. The first of the new characters, A.C. Slater, was conceived as a young John Travolta type who would be an army brat uh, and wear a leather jacket. Um, he was originally conceived as uh, Italian-American. However, when all efforts to cast the character were unsuccessful, Engel uh, asked that the part be opened up to other ethnicities. And two days later, Mario Lopez, a dancer and drummer of Latino descent from Kids Incorporated, auditioned for the role. And Lopez was judged the best actor who, who auditioned. Now, I remember with Slater, it was like beyond ripped, wasn't it? And this was in... <laughs> But this was an age before it is now where like most actors just are ripped in yeah. whatever role they're in. Yeah. But then you didn't need to be like that. And he, considering he was meant to be like, what, 16, 17, if that, less than that really, probably 14, 15 he's meant to be. And he was like, like the most ripped guy on the planet. Absolutely ridiculous. So again, I couldn't be Slater if I wanted to be <laughs> one of the characters. No, Zach was too cool. Slater was too buff. Yeah. I mean, I met, yeah. You, I mean, you could be Belding, but you, you probably, yeah. 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 Um, for Kelly Kapowski, the love interest of both Zach and Slater, which I don't remember her being a love interest for Slater. Oh, yeah, no, it was, it, they were like a, uh, a love triangle. Ah, uh, okay. So I remember Slater and um, like Jesse being a thing, but I don't remember remember that, but there you go. Um, for Kelly Kapowski, producers were able to narrow the field down to three actresses. So you had Tiffany Amber Tyson, Elizabeth Berkeley, and Jenny Garth was up for it as well. Yeah. Uh, Engel had originally met Tyson in 1988 when casting for Good Morning Miss Bliss and was impressed with how much her acting had improved in that time. He wanted her for the role, believing she had the perfect all-American girl appeal for it, while others felt that Berkeley, as a more experienced actress, would be a more reliable choice. Ultimately, Engel convinced the others after a read-through of Lopez and uh, Tyson gave, was given the role. Uh, Engel and the other producers didn't want to lose Berkeley either, um, as she was the strongest actress they had seen during casting. Uh, he, uh, she originally auditioned for the role of Karen, a love interest of Zach's on Good Morning This Bliss, but lost the role because she was so much taller than uh, Gosselaar at the time. Uh, Engel believed that now that her height was more even with the rest of the cast, uh, she could be perfect. Um, they were not having much luck in casting the third new character, Jesse Spano, um, who was conceived as a strong feminist activist and a straight A student. So Engel suggested giving the role to Berkeley, who gladly accepted it. And presumably you feel some affinity there because you've lost out on some stuff because <laughs> of your height over the years. <laughs> Why do you think we do a podcast? doesn't matter. <laughs> no one can see. No one can see. And uh, rounding out the new cast was real-life magician Ed Alonso as Max, the owner of the gang's frequent cafe hangout, The Max, and he frequently performed magic tricks. Um, Alonso's role, however, would ultimately last just through to the end of the first season. I was going to say, I don't he... remember. Like, who's, who's this guy? What? I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, a, a cafe owner who performs magic tricks i do not remember no. i think i'm not even convinced i've seen the first season because i don't remember that <laughs> terrible theme tune and i don't remember yeah. this magician who also runs a cafe <laughs> so let's go through a few brilliant uh, moments from say by the bell history shall yeah. we so yeah. uh 
one of, if not the most iconic Sable the Bell moment. Um, if I say I'm so excited, does that mean anything to you? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, good. So I'm so excited. When, um... I'm so excited. I'm so scared. Great. You've already done it. Um, so this is where Jesse, the brainy one, had an overnight caffeine pill addiction. Uh, Zach goes to talk to her to find out what's going on. Uh, Jesse, who has been prepping for a big girl group audition, tries to deny anything is wrong, but she can't hide it any longer. Leading to what you've just brilliantly acted out. So let's have a look. I'd say I'd say better than uh, better yeah. than what I did. Jesse. Jesse. Hey, wake up! Come on, we gotta grow the max. Come on, Jesse. What time is it? I have to take my geometry test. Well, you already took the test. I did. Yeah, yeah, it's 6.30. Come on, we gotta go. Let's go. Where are we going? Where are we going? You're singing tonight. Singing? Yeah. Tonight? Come on. Wait, what am I gonna wear? Jesse, remember? Lisa's bringing your costume. Right, I gotta wash my hair. No, there's no time. No time! There's never any time! I don't have time to study! I'll never get into Stanford! I'll let everyone down! I'm so confused! Jesse, hey! Hey, just calm down. It's okay. You're right. It's okay. Everything will be okay. Yeah. I just need one of these. Pills? You mean you really are taking drugs? I need them. Jesse, give me those. I need them, Zach! I have to sing! Jesse! You can't sing tonight! Jesse, 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 hey, don't be scared. Listen, we'll get through this. Hey, come on. Remember that time when we, when we snuck out to CET, riding home on our bikes? It was so dark, and we were scared. Come on. Hello, people. They go in on that scene because of the I'm so excited moment, which is funny. But I, you know, for a kid's for a kid's drama, good bit of acting there. And um, did you know that originally Jesse was supposed to be taking speed? Ah, hence hence her extreme reaction. And I think the net the darn network said she can't (laughs) be taking actual drugs, which is why she got addicted to caffeine pills. But but also um, Elizabeth. Berkeley um, clearly has a sense of humour about that scene because a few years ago she was on Dancing with the Stars and she performed to I'm So Excited uh, and also recreated that famous moment. Hey, babe. You ready to jive? Yeah, uh uh-huh. What is that? They're jive pills. Jive pills? You don't need these. Yes, I need them, Val. I need them to jive. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Ready. Good on it. Yeah, good to see. Um, next, Save by the Bell didn't shy away from male characters uh, cross-dressing. You can get away with that back there. Uh, normally that role went to Screech, such as when he played an Irish janitor named Sinead O'Connor to sneak into the girls' locker room. Uh, but before that, though, uh, Zach took on the... He's very 90s. <laughs> before that, though, Zach took on the guise of Bambi to get Screech to believe a girl liked him. If you wanted an example of why his act was horrible. Uh, things escalate until uh, Zach is having to dress up like Bambi to go on an actual date with Screech. So uh, here we go. Screech? Bambi? Uh, oh boy, I mean, uh, sit down. My, it's a lot brighter here than I thought it'd be. Good, then everyone will see you. Dream come true. <laughs> Gosh, you're pretty. And you have the most feminine little hands. Uh, do not. Do too. Do not. Do too. Oh, uh, would you like to meet some of my friends? No. Oh, come on. No, no. Slater, meet my date. This is Bambi. Oh, so you're the famous Bambi, huh? Yeah, I've heard all about you from Mr. Belly. Oh, Richard and I are just good friends. Hey, there's Kelly. Come on. Bambi, this is Kelly. Nice to meet you. Don't I know you from somewhere? I don't know. Were you ever a brownie? Yes, I was. What troop were you in? Um, F troop. 
Nice one. Slater, please, I beg you. Oh, don't worry. Your secret's safe with me, sweetheart. <laughs> Mark Gosler there actually has yeah. quite, a, quite a svelte figure and shapely legs, has to be said. <laughs> There you go. So um, if that didn't make you feel like uh, Zach is a total tosser, then this will. Uh, this is when he kissed Lisa, knowing full well that Screech was into her and was likely just around the corner was probably going to see it. So uh, here we go. Why is he so horrid to Screech? He's only about seven. <laughs> oh, Lisa. Wait. Um, yeah. <laughs> about last night. I mean, the kiss. Yeah, um, I, I don't know what to say. It was, it, it was. It was nice. I thought so too. Look, Zach, thanks for all your help on the show. I really appreciate it. I love working for you. Thanks. Good luck. In fairness, Zach wasn't to know that Screech would see that. No. Also, a couple of things. Again, should be noted that Mark Paul Gosselin's balls have clearly dropped between that previous Kimmy show and that one. <laughs> hey, hey, I really enjoyed our kiss, uh, Lisa. Also, I forgot about Save the Bell. It was very much the first show that happened. Yeah. Anytime anyone kisses, woo! And anytime <laughs> someone says, like, I love you, babe. Ah. Oh. Oh. Like Panto. <laughs> Uh, next up, a uh, bit of bit of the boys. Uh, this is when uh, Screech's mum went out of town to visit Graceland. So naturally, Zack and Slater decided it was a perfect time for a guy's night, uh, which of course entailed dressing up in surfer gear and uh, lip syncing to Bar 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 Baran. So here we go. That's how we spend our last nights, in fairness. <laughs> Very similar. Bar 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 Baran. So obviously you couldn't really see that because it was just, but I needed to show you that because it was like the perfect example of what summed up, again, what I thought life was going to be like when I was like 13, 14. You know, I was going to be partying with the boys and like there was going to be the girls that we fancied were just sort of there thinking we were great. <laughs> but um, all, the girls, yeah. all the girls sort of tittering away. Yeah. Um, Slayer was pulling off some sick dance moves there. I don't know, I don't know what they were scoffing at. Yeah, yeah. But like, again, Screech just gave me hope, you see, because he's like, Zach and Slater were both amazingly cool. And Screech was just not only part of the gang, it wasn't like he was the dweeb that hung out with them. He, he was one of the gang. Mm. And I, I don't know how he got away with that, really. <laughs> I don't, I don't if, know anything, that was... if anything, you were angry. Like, how is, how is Screech getting away with it? I'm not part of the gang and I'm a nerd. Even Screech and, uh... is cooler than me. <laughs> and of course, they also had a band. Do you remember the band in uh, uh, Save by the Bell? Oh, I do. California Zac Dream Zack Attack. Oh, I do remember Zack Attack. Now, you, once you say the name, it all comes flooding back. Zack Attack comes flooding back. <laughs> but again, like, I just thought this would happen one day, that you'd just be in a band. With all I, your, always, all your I, always thought yeah. be, I always thought I'd be in a band. I was sort of in a band at university, but everyone else had a talent. That was the issue. Was that, <laughs> what were you? Well, we had someone who could play guitar, someone who could play drums, a girl who could sort of play bass. And so I was like... You, I, you I, Bez? I, no, I was like, I could be the singer, sort of skirting over the fact I can't really sing. Um, so yeah, Do you have any gigs? No, had a few, had a few rehearsals. What was your band name? Uh, never had one. <laughs> didn't, oh, okay. didn't even get that far. Didn't even get that far. Ah, well. <laughs> In case you're wondering, Zach was obviously on lead vocals and lead guitar. Uh, the other members were Kelly on vocals, uh, Lisa on bass guitar, Slater on drums, and Screech on keyboard. So they all just were in the band. And here's a little clip of... Uh, they did like... Um, like a weird sort of fake, uh, you know, behind the band type documentary that was popular with MTV at the time. And here's a little clip for you. The Friends Forever Tour kicks off tonight. But let's go back to that California garage where it all began. Through it all, hang in
I mean, <laughs> Lisa playing an electric guitar, um, yeah. Slater drumming, yet Zach and Kelly both performing lead vocals with no microphone. They <laughs> can just, yeah. Proje- yeah. just project with such with such force that they even need a microphone. There wasn't a microphone there. Didn't need it. So uh, next up was in, in 1992. This is while the show was still going on. Uh, there was a made-for-TV movie called Hawaiian Style. It occurred during the continuity of the original series, during a summer holiday, the classic, always do it during a summer holiday. Uh, in the movie, uh, Kelly's grandfather uh, invites the kids to stay at his hotel in Hawaii. However, someone else is out to buy his land and build a hotel resort complex, and the group has to save it. So it's like that Aspen in episode in South Park. That's, that's very 90s as well, that idea of um, corrupt land developers be, being <laughs> yeah. the villain. I believe that's also the plot of Taffin, the Pierce Brosnan movie. <laughs> Uh, obviously, Mr. Belding is on holiday too. Uh, he's just there, but uh, don't worry. they always do that. It's like um, the in-betweeners. Whenever they go somewhere, they always have to invent a reason why the teacher is as, is along for the ride with them. Yeah, always. Um, but it didn't have the theme tune for this. Um, it was just like um, "Summertime" by Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince. Yeah. So it was just trying to make it like a proper film. Nineties appropriate. Yeah. yeah. Uh, also in 1992, uh, Saved by the Bell unexpectedly received an order for an additional 11 episodes to be shot after the graduation graduation episode at the end of season four. So, but the the annoying thing is, uh, T- uh, Tyson and Berkeley had already kind of decided to leave the show at this point, so they couldn't really replace them. So they had to, and they also couldn't like leave Lisa as the only girl on the show. So they'd filmed loads of episodes, including the finale, but then they had to sort of pepper throughout the show. Uh, new episodes, including a, ca- a new character called Tori, um, who was this uh, biker girl who would serve as a love interest for Zach and also as like a nemesis for him at the beginning. Uh, Leanna Creel was, uh, would play that part. Um, but it also meant that in season four, you had loads of episodes where Kelly and Jesse just weren't in it. But also they randomly had episodes from season one, which they didn't include at the time, but for whatever reason didn't air, but they needed to fill the order. So they suddenly had episodes from season one where the cast were noticeably younger, including mainly Screech, who looks like, but the, like the, the plot was so, was such that it didn't really matter. It wasn't really part of the, you know, the, 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 the overall thing, but it just made the whole season just a bit strange and a bit over the, I, I, I'm, not over sure, the I'm not sure if you get an order for more episodes that you can just go, well, we've got these ones. We already filmed them. Use. And <laughs> yeah. why, why, why would they film whole episodes and not air them? Very strange. Yeah. Really weird. <laughs> were they like, we, we do have this episode from season one we never aired where Zach is just incredibly homophobic. Uh, you can have that if you like. That's, that's on the shelf. Why not? Let's just say it. Fuck it. Um, so the season and series at this point ended with the graduation where Zach discovers he needs to gain one more credit to graduate. It results in Zach having to be in dance class and perform in the ballet to get his last credit. So you're not far off, actually, because the joke is that he's playing ballet, which is a bit effeminate. So, you know. There you go. Yeah. Very, very 90s. Here's a trailer for the graduation episode. And it's a trailer. Over the years, you've watched them grow, but it's time for a Save by the Bell graduation. This is our last night together. But wait, look who's going to college. The Three Musketeers back together again. It's your first chance to see the new kids on campus. If I would have known college was this good, I would have skipped high school. In the world premiere of Save by the Bell's primetime special, NBC Saturday at 8, 7 Central. So you go, that trailer there. Also... Uh, segueing into, or seeging into, as I like to say, um, it's the spin-off show, sequel show, in fact, mm. Save by the Bell, The College Years. And again, as a kid, I'd watch this and think, yes, this is what, like, uni's going to be like. I'm, I'm glad, so you were a fan of The College Years, because I, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I love The College Years, and I feel like it gets a lot of flack. Yeah. It's not, as obviously it's not perfect, but yeah, I, I, I really enjoyed it at the time. So The College Years only ran for one season from uh, May 93 to February 94, um, it was also the only series in the franchise to air on primetime TV instead of Saturday mornings. Um, it aired, if you're wondering, on NBC on Tuesday nights. Um, but for us, we had it on Saturday mornings still in the UK. Uh, so the series had Zach Morris, Screech Powers, and AC Slater from the original series as the main nice. characters. So it was kind of the boys. The girls didn't really feature at first. Um, it had newcomers Leslie Burke, played by Anne Tremco, Alex Tabor, played by Kirsten Warren, and Daniel Marks, played by Essence Atkins. After the pilot, however, Atkins' role was eliminated and Tiffany Amber Tyson returned to the show, so the show in the role of Kelly. the show lost its essence. <laughs> Very good, sir. Very good. So here's the, uh, the intro to the college years. I'm standing at the edge of my seat. 
So the series was sadly cancelled on a cliffhanger because um, at, the, at the time, Kelly and Zach were planning their wedding. But thankfully, yes. it did come back for uh, one-off special and series finale. Technically, it's a series finale for the college years, but it's also a series finale for all of it. Uh, wedding in Las Vegas. Um, it was presented as a two-hour television movie that aired on NBC in 1994. So the movie deals with Zach and Kelly's impending wedding and all the hijinks and pitfalls that occur on the road to and in Las Vegas. Was that you uh, or was that Wikipedia, hijinks and pitfalls? <laughs> it wasn't me. Sadly, it wasn't me. Uh, the six main cast members from Save by the Bell were present at the wedding, as were Mr. Belding and characters from the college years. So I like that. All the characters coming back. They brought it all together. For the, for the... Excellent. So here you go. Here's the ending of Saved by the Bell. Oh, emotional. Uh, I would just like to say to all our family and friends how happy Kelly and I are that you could all be here today. You've made this truly special. And please don't be strangers. We want to see all of you in our new apartment. But not at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, you guys. We love you all. Uh, I'd like to... Uh, Say a few words about Zach and Kelly. You're the best friends a guy could have. I wish you all the things I wish for myself. And may you live in happiness forever. Here, here. Oh, guys, I'm, I'm lousy at goodbyes. Have a nice life. Bye. Come on. Hey, we're going to see a lot of you. I promise. You'll call first. <laughs> what can I say, man? It's the end of an era. It's been great, huh? I'm gonna miss you. Yeah, it's not over. I'm sure the little lady's gonna let me out once in a while. If you're good. Well, if I'm good, huh? Mm -hmm. Good luck, buddy. Take it easy. <laughs> Take care of it. Bye. Okay, I'm gonna throw the bouquet now. Why me? Why do I have to be the only one without somebody? Sammy! There you are! Hey, you stay away from me! My feet are still swollen from that tango! Oh, give me another chance, Sammy! We're meant for each other! I love that speech from Slayer where he says, he says, I wish you all the things I wish for myself. <laughs> yeah. I wish myself happiness. And then he says, here, here, at the end of his own speech. Yeah, that's how it works. That's how it works, Slayer. I've said something. Cheers to me. <laughs> uh, but that's not it, because in 1993, NBC decided it wanted to extend the Save by the Bell mm -hmm. franchise with a new show, mm -hmm. Save by the Bell, The New Class. Mm. <sighs> This went on far longer than I thought it did. So set at Bayside, the show would follow a new cast of characters as they navigate their high school years. So reprising his role from the original series was Dennis Haskins as Mr. Belding. And following the cancellation of the college years, uh, Peter Engel asked Dustin Diamond to come back as Screech, um, this time on a work-study programme as Mr. Belding's admin assistant. Um, it ran for seven seasons and what? 143 episodes. So again, like we've said in the past, with the OC only having four seasons, this ran longer than Save by the Bell did, which makes no sense. So almost, it ran from 1993 to 2000. 2000 it ended, a lot later than I thought it did. 2000? Um, there's no point going through the cast, because apparently the cast was just constantly revolving throughout the whole show. Right. Um, Haskins was the only person throughout all seven seasons. Um the show was not generally well received, uh, and some believe it failed to recapture the charm of the original series. But uh, here we go. Let's have a little burst of it anyway. Ugh. New class. <laughs> More like no class. <laughs> when I wake up in the morning and the alarm gets out of 
how dare they take that amazing theme tune out of your mouth. <laughs> just looking at that title sequence, those characters are so obviously just wannabe substitutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's actually, I mean, it's a tr- first of all, it's a travesty that that ran for, <laughs> it's an injustice that that ran for seven seasons and college years only ran for one. But, but also, it's brought back a memory of sometimes I'd be like flicking through the channels and I'd hear, when I wake up in the morning, I'd be like, yes, what's this? A bit of a save by the bell. And it'd be yeah. new class. New class. Like, I'd no. see that first guy's face by the I'd be like, ah, oh, no. Well, let's look at what the cast did next, shall we? So, Mark Paul Gosselaar. <laughs> um, oh, you, you mean the original sh- cast, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, Mark Paul Gosselaar, in a July 2009 interview with People magazine, Gosselaar revealed that when Saved by the Bell was in production, he dated, at different times, all three of his female co-stars, Lark Voorhees, Tiffany Tyson, and, and Elizabeth Berkeley. Um, and he was with Lark Voorhees for a couple of years. Wow. Um, but he, re- he remains friends with all of them, apparently. Um he has also played Detective John Clark Jr. in NYPD Blue, Peter Bash in Franklin and Bash. Franklin and Bash, uh, Franklin and Bash was one of those waves of shows that sort of happened weirdly around the same time a few years ago, where it was two guys in suits. Yeah. One of these shows being suits. suits. They were, I think they were probably lawyers or some shit, but they were always yeah. like two guys in suits being like, hey, what are you doing? Oh, we're just slick winners. We just go about being slick in our suits. And they'd always be like, they'd always be like the boss of the law firm. And he'd be like, what are you doing? Like, what are you doing, Franklin and Bash? Be like, hey, we're just being, we're Franklin and Bash. We wear suits, we're cool. And then they like walk down the street, like adjusting their cuffs to funky jazz. <laughs> I always uh, sing Franklin and Bash, the theme tune of Sharky and George. Franklin yeah. and Bash. And Bash. Um, he was the lead, also the lead in 1998 film Dead Man on Campus, which I have no memory of whatsoever. Um, he also starred in the 2016 series Pitch. Again, don't know what that is. I'm, I'm sure you know about it. Um, he was the lead actor in 2019's The Passage, and he currently plays Paul Johnson in the ABC sitcom Mixed-ish, the prequel series of Black-ish. He is now 46 years old. Uh, Mario Lopez appeared in the third season of Dancing with the Stars and as host for the entertainment news magazine show Extra. He has also hosted America's Best Dance Crew, and he uh, co-hosted the second season of the American version of The X Factor with Khloe Kardashian, and was the sole host for its third and final season. Um, after six years of dating, I didn't know this, he married uh, actress Ali Landry in 2004. Um, but the marriage was annulled two weeks later. <laughs> I, didn't, I, I didn't know that. After six years of dating, they uh, it was annulled after two weeks. Um, in 2011, Lopez admitted that the parting transpired after Landry discovered that he had been unfaithful to her days before the wedding at his bachelor party. Oh. <laughs> that is so later. They weren't just dancing around singing Bar Barbaran on that bachelor party. No. <laughs> that lad's night played out very differently. Uh, he is also now 46 years old. Uh, Dustin Diamond, in 2006, he uh, directed and released his own uh, sex tape, Screeched, <laughs> Saved by the Smell. Um, however, D- Diamond later said in an interview on Where Are They Now on the Oprah Winfrey Network that he was not actually in the sex tape, rather a stunt double and his likeness was added onto it. Why? Who knows? Um, he has generally appeared on reality shows in recent years, including Celebrity Fit Club and Celebrity Big Brother in the UK. Um, it's all quite sad, really, for Dustin Diamond. In 2001, he uh, filed for bankruptcy. In 2006, he appeared on The Howard Stern Show, asking listeners to visit his website and purchase a T-shirt. He said that the uh, he hoped to sell 30,000 T-shirts that read, I paid $15 to save Screech's house in order to raise $250, sorry, $250,000 and avoid, avoid foreclosure on his, uh, on his house. Uh, in 2014, he was arrested for possession of a switchblade knife, uh, which he was alleged to have pulled during a bar fight in which a man was stabbed. Um, in 2015, he was convicted of two misdemeanors, carrying a concealed weapon and disorderly conduct. He was cleared of the most serious charge, recklessly endangering uh, public safety. He was sentenced to four months in prison. Uh, he served three months and was released on probation. However, his probation agent determined that he had violated the terms of his probation and he was arrested again in May 2016. Oh um, that's, the, that's the last I heard about Dustin <laughs> that's Diamond. So. And that's, all, that's the end of the story of Dustin Diamond. That's yeah. all she wrote. Uh, he is now 43 years old. Tiffany Tyson uh, also played Valerie Malone on Fox's Beverly Hills 90210 in the 90s. Um, she was also in ABC's What About Brian and USA Network's White Collar. I loved, I loved What About Brian. That's not, yeah. that's not, that's not, that's not for here, we'll, but we'll talk about What About Brian. Okay. Great okay. show. Great show. Uh, she also had a number of TV movies and in films like Son-in-Law, Shriek, if you know what you did last Friday the 13th, 
um, and Cyborg Soldier from 2008. So uh, a mixed bag there. A quality uh, cinematic oeuvre. She is now 46 years old as well. Elizabeth Berkeley is probably best known outside Saved by the Bell for her leading role in the infamous Showgirls and for its notorious amount of poor reviews and Razzies. Uh, the sex and nudity laden film was given a controversial uh, NC-17 rating in the US, which was the first big budget film to get this rating at the time. Well, in, in, fair, in fairness, it was nudity laden. <laughs> nudity, nudity was generously spread throughout. Uh, and it was a box office bomb. Put on with a trowel, that new movie. <laughs> Widely panned by critics at the time. And so bad that she was dropped by her agent at the time due to the negative fallout from the film. And other agents refused to take her telephone calls. Um, but over the years, Showgirls has achieved cult status um, and ranked 36 on Entertainment Weekly's list of the top 50 cult movies. Um, she has continued acting, has appeared in all sorts of TV shows, including uh, New Girl, The L World, L World, The L Word, CSI Miami and more. And as you say, she was in Dance with the Stars in its 17th series and she came sixth that year. Uh, she is now 47 years old. And uh, finally, Lark Voorhees was once engaged to Martin Lawrence. I didn't know that, uh, but called it off soon after. Um, she hasn't really appeared in anything since 2008. Um, so that's as much as I can say about Lark Voorhees. I'm sure she's doing well. She is now also 46 years old. So uh, there have been a few reunions over the years. In 2009, uh, Jimmy Fallon launched a campaign to get the cast on board for a Saved by the Bell reunion. Fans signed an online petition and pledged their support for them to re- reunite on the show. Dennis Haskins, Lark Voorhees, Mario Lopez, Elizabeth Berkeley, and Mark Paul Gosselaar agreed to reunion. Um, uh, and then Gosselaar reprised his role as Zach Morris in a skit uh, on Late Night as well, while promoting his show Raising the Bar. Um, the spoof interview closed with a performance of Friends Forever, originally by Zack Attack, where Zack played guitar and sang with backing from Fallon's house band, The Roots. Uh, they also, in 2009, reunited for a photo shoot in People magazine. Uh, Diamond was not invited to participate in the photo shoot because of poor relationships with the rest of the cast. Um, his ed- image was edited out of the uh, original 1989 cast photo that was used on the cover Um just to see how they look differently in those 20 years. So they're just sort of pretending he never existed. Um, they convened yet again, um, weirdly, for a Saved by the Bell Saw parody on Robot Chicken with uh, Haskins, Diamond, Gosselaar, Voorhees and Lopez doing their own voices in Sword by the Bell. Um, and uh, Gosselaar also provided audio commentary for the episode on the DVD. So might as well. Why not? Got paid. In 2015, the cast appeared in a brilliant skit on uh, Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon, uh, with um, with Haskins, Gosselaar, Lopez, Berkeley, and Tyson all coming on board, though Voorhees and Diamond did not. Uh, with uh, Tyson's real-life pregnancy, Lopez's involvement in Dance with the Stars, and Berkeley's film um, Showgirls, the targets of the jokes. So here's a little clip of that brilliant reunion. Just thought of a good joke. Okay. Sounds like he's had a pretty tough few years. You might almost say he's a uh, diamond in the rough. Very good. Very good. Well done. Thank you. Bayside High. The home of babes, books, and building. And right over there is our newest friend, Jimmy Fallon. Hey, Jimmy. Oh, hey, Zach. How's it going? Oh, uh, you know, typical day. I woke up in the morning, the alarm gave out a warning. I didn't think I'd ever make it on time. <laughs> by the time I grabbed my books and I gave myself a look, I was at the corner just in time to see the bus fly by. It's all right. What's up, preppies? Well, Slater, for your information, I was just about to ask Jimmy here about the big Valentine's Day dance. Oh, you guys are going together? That's so cute. (laughs) Ha ha, very funny. Who are you taking to the dance, Slater? Well, as a matter of fact, she's right up there. Hi, Zach. 
Hello? Hello? Uh-huh. You've been throwing up all morning? Okay. Well, meet me at Jimmy's locker. As a matter of fact, Slater, that was my date just now. She was in the nurse's office, but she should be here any minute. Hi, Zach. Hey, Kel. I can't wait. I'm so excited for the big dance. Listen, you and I have to talk. I'm pregnant. Time out. Well, on the downside, I'll probably be grounded for life. But on the plus side, I got Kelly Kapowski pregnant. Yeah, Mario Lopez looking exactly the same as he did back in like 1994. I mean, they're, they're all looking pretty good, it has to be said. Um, and then there was this thing called Behind the Bell. So in 2009, uh, Dustin Diamond published an inside story of the show's cast and crew from his point of view, entitled Behind the Bell. Uh, the book paints an unflattering portrait of many of Diamond's colleagues and their alleged backstage behaviour. Uh, his claims have been refuted by colleagues and questioned by critics. He alleged in the book that he had sex with over 2,000 women, one of them being NBC's Vice President of Children's Programming, Linda Mancuso, who was 18 years older than him at the time. At the time, it still is, I assume. Um, Diamond later disclaimed responsibility for much of the book's content, blaming his ghostwriter for fabricating salacious stories. Despite that, they still made the unauthorised Saved by the Bell story in 2014 on uh, Lifetime, which was based on Behind the Bell, which is just bonkers when you think about it. Um, if, if they were trying to be disparaging about his castmates, they really should have called it Bell End. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it received negative reviews from critics, has a score of 33% on Metacritic. Entertainment Weekly called it called the film uh, horrendous and an unmoving time waster. And TV Guide said it seems more parody than biopic. So here's a trailer for this. Oh dear. Oh, of course, you're sweating. Can you please stop pushing me out of Come on, guys, smile! Do you want to be grounded again? Seriously. Screech, you're a joke. I am not Screech! This is a job, and I expect you all to behave accordingly. Well, the network didn't kill us, but the hormones might. The salacious scandal behind Saved by the Bell. <laughs> wow. And none of the cast members really looked that much like them. They were just sort of, uh, yeah. The cast of the new class looks yeah. more like the original Save by the Bell cast than those actors did. Um, but it's uh, coming back in a, in a way. So on September 17th, 2019, it was announced that a single camera revival of the series was in development for NBC's uh, streaming service, Peacock, because that's a great name for a streaming service. Um, the series will centre around a new group of Bayside High students from overprivileged and working class families among the latter of which were transferred to the school as part of a plan by now California Governor Zach Morris, whose administration experiences controversy for closing too many low-income high schools to send lower-income students to the highest-performing schools in the state. So they've gone for a bit of a small, an actual plot, I guess, but shoehorning Zach Morris in there. Um, Berkeley and Lopez were initially announced as the only cast members of the original series to be coming back with... Um, uh, Lopez playing like the school um, coach, essentially. Um, but in January this year, it was confirmed that Mark Paul Gosselaar, who was confirmed to appear in three episodes of the Revival series first season, as well as uh, an executive producer credit, and Tiffany Tyson, um, both of whom were not initially approached to reprise their characters, but they were now definitely returning in some capacity. However, it's currently unclear as to how much uh, they and other past characters would return. So here's a little trailer of the new version of Saved by the Bell. I've not seen this and I'm I'm sort of dreading it a little bit, I'm honest. Remember how much fun high school used to be? You believe that was like 30 years ago? These kids, they can be sheltered. They're so hot and popular. You're like Justin Bieber if he wasn't like 100 years old. And clueless. Bayside is 99% paperless, so getting your books is kind of a pain in the ass. Oh, it took forever. Time out. What did that blonde fool just say to me? It may look like I'm a hot, happy guy, 
you're a gym teacher and I saw you eating soup in your car. When I was in high school, I constantly used to fight with my best friend over a hot girl. That was actually your dad, over your mom. Then I just found another girl that I really liked and I started hooking up with her instead. Oh wait, that was your mom. All right. That doesn't look too bad. Lopez, Lopez, Lopez is carrying that. Lopez yeah, yeah. has still yeah. got it, 100%. Um, it and, looks, and, it looks know, very Glee, doesn't it? It looks just like Glee, essentially, without the music. I, 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 <laughs> unless the California Dreams drop by. Um, <laughs> it, it looks all, all, all like 50. Um, it, it looks... There's some interesting stuff to, to be had there with the idea of Slater, who was once the sort of popular jock, is now like this loser gym teacher, middle-aged. That, it, could, it could be interesting. It could work. So that's it. What do you think of uh, Saved by the Bell then? I... I, I loved it before. I loved it even more now. I've had some fresh insights uh, in, into the series, uh, and actually, I was sort of dreading that revival uh, previously. Now, I'm, I'm feeling I'm feeling good. I'm feeling optimistic. Good. Um, well, that is it. Um, if you'd like more '90s nostalgia, then check out all our previous episodes. Check out literally, check out literally <laughs> all of our previous episodes because that's basically what we do here. Uh, TwoGeeksTwoBeers.com, including episodes dedicated to the likes of Animals of Farthing Wood, Live and Cooking, Buffy, and many more. Um, please subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Global Player, Deezer, Podbean, all sorts. And uh, please do rate and review us as it means a lot and helps us immensely does uh you can also find us on all social media channels twitter facebook and instagram we're at uh two geeks cast on all of those uh we also have a patreon site patreon.com slash two geeks cast where if you want to chuck us a couple of quid you can get all kinds of amazing <laughs> exclusives uh like outtakes mini episodes that we don't release anywhere else uh and if you pay enough you can even get an exclusive full-length episode uh, devoted entirely to a subject of your choosing. You may have noticed, uh, obviously, we're recording separately at the moment for, for obvious reasons, and the sound quality has uh, it's improved a little over the yeah. past few episodes. Yeah. And we're, we're using a, a, a paid-for service at the moment. That's why. So any money you donate will be uh, will be used to, to pay for that and other, other things uh, involved in the production of Two Geeks, Two Beers. And uh, please do get in touch. Always nice to hear from you. Uh, if you have any ideas or anything like that, if you can email us at podcast at twogeeks2beers.com, that would be lovely. Um, so Just going to get a torrent of abuse from new class fans. <laughs> the new class is the only real class. <laughs> so to play us out, there was only really one option. Um, I had to go for like a Zack Attack anthem. You kind of heard it earlier. So I, I've gone for like the live version when I did it in the episode of Friends Forever as I'm sure we will be, even when we disagree over Die Hard and whatever else. So uh, enjoy this, and uh, we'll see you soon. Take care. See you next time, Preppy. <laughs> and that brings us back to the present and the Zack Attacks reunion concert. Friends forever. It's a nice idea. say about the time I, I i i spoke to mark paul gosselar yeah i know you met him but i can't remember i'm sure something went down well, well it went down I, I i spoke to him on the phone uh interviewed him over the phone and frequently i it, it's fair enough, i have two first names i'm, I'm well aware i have two first names <laughs> morgan, Mor, morgan jeffrey um and so I, I occasionally get uh called jeffrey morgan yeah. on email and so it obviously been conveyed to mark paul gosselar that my name was that my name was Jeffrey Morgan, <laughs> and so he started the call and he was like, "Hey Jeff, how you doing?" He shortened it. He called me Je- he called me Jeff, and because he because he'd taken an extra leap, uh, and because because I was talking to Zach fucking Morris, <laughs> I 
I didn't want to correct him. I, didn't go, yeah. I think you'll find Zach or Mark. Well, that you, that, were, that, you were both really excited that he was, he was short on your name, like a nickname, but also yeah. equally annoyed that he'd called you by the wrong name. <laughs> exactly. He was calling me by the wrong name, but he felt comfortable enough with me that he was he was shortening my name. So <laughs> so I was I was asking him questions and he was like, well, to be honest with you, Jeff. And so he went through the whole interview <laughs> calling me Jeff. And I never was correct. Uh, I love uh, it if you were like, a, it's actually Jeffrey. So not, yeah. not Morgan, but Jeffrey. Yeah, yeah I corrected him, not, not in the right way. But you know what, it did, did little to diminish my love for Mark Paul Gosselin. He can call me, he, he was Zach Morris, he can call me whatever <laughs> he likes.